Hello, and welcome to the December 7th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on the impact of COP28 in the Miranda Alliance jurisdictions, energy transition projects in Angola, Mauritania, Mozambique, and Portugal, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that the Executive Vice President of the European Commission announced a pledge of more than 20 billion euros for the Africa-EU Green Energy Initiative during the 28th Conference of the Parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in Dubai, COP28. The goal of this initiative is to support the deployment of at least 50 gigawatts of renewable electricity generation capacity, guaranteeing access to electricity to at least 100 million people in Africa by 2030, promoting energy efficiency and fostering regional economic integration. The Africa-EU Green Energy Initiative is led by the European Commission, which has committed 3.4 billion euros in grants between 2021 and 2027 and is supported by some member states, including Portugal, as well as the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development and the European Investment Bank. Also during the COP28 climate summit, Malstar, an Abu Dhabi energy company, confirmed a deal with Angola's Ministry of Energy and Water to install a 150-megawatt solar park that will help increase the electrification rate. According to the Emirati-based renewables major, the pact is aligned with Mazdar's commitment to support energy transition in Africa, and it follows its earlier pledge to invest $2 billion US dollars in equity and $8 billion US dollars in project finance to deliver 10 gigawatts of clean energy capacity in Africa by 2030. Under this new project, Mazdar will build a photovoltaic park in Willa province, southern Angola, expecting it to generate electricity for roughly 90,000 homes. The project is expected to create up to 600 jobs during the construction phase and it will help increase the national electrification rate in the country to around 60% by 2025. Still on the energy transition front, on 5th of December, Miranda's partner and co-head of energy, Ricard Silva, participated in a COP28 panel on advancing legal and regulatory principles for the energy transition which discussed legal, regulatory and contractual aspects that developers and host nations need to consider in their transition and decarbonization efforts and how to harmonize the right to development with other energy transition principles. The German government has also pledged to invest 4 billion euros in green energy in Africa by 2030. Olaf Scholz, the German chancellor, made the announcement after meeting African leaders and heads of international organizations, including the president of the African Development Bank Group, during the G20 Compact with Africa conference in Berlin. The bank's president highlighted the importance of the private sector in African development and summarized several actions multilateral institutions must take. According to him, it is necessary to develop bankable projects and make them available to private investors. Private sector development strategies must be aligned with the net zero emissions objective with green investments prioritized. And finally, global risks and pool resources should be eased to enhance investment strategies. 
The American president hosted the president of Angola at the White House, promoting U.S. investment in the country as it tries to revitalize relations with African nations. The visit marked three decades of diplomatic relations between the two countries, and the leaders discussed cooperation on critical issues such as trade, energy, and climate. According to the American Chamber of Commerce in Angola, the U.S. government has approved $2 billion to be devoted to renewable energy projects being developed in the provinces of Benguela, Cubango, Moshiko, and Namibe. Amcham's president alluded to the fact that, in addition to hydrocarbons, the United States is also investing in the country's financial sector, renewable energies, and infrastructure, such as the Lubido Corridor. In the mining sector, Angola will receive at least six billion U.S. dollars in investment from the Canadian international group Ivanhoe Mines for diamond exploration by the end of this year. The announcement was made on the sidelines of the second international conference and exhibition on the mining sector, which took place on the 23rd and 24th of November 2023. The event, held under the slogan Mineral Resources, Development, Sustainability and Challenges, brought together representatives from seven countries and featured a list of 60 speakers sharing knowledge and information on current and future trends in the mining industry, with the participation of 600 delegates, including representatives from the Miranda Alliance. Over in Cape Verde, the African Solidarity Fund ASF, a multilateral financial institution based in Niger, has made available a financial envelope of 300 million euros for financing projects in Cape Verde over a two-year period. ASF offers facilities to support international trade, refinancing and guarantees operations for companies of all sizes. According to the Ministry of Finance, the country is attracting a growing volume of foreign investment along with an expansion in endogenous initiatives. While there is a lack of funding capacity in the national financial market for the approved projects, the arrival of external institutions is viewed favorably as a means to accelerating project implementation, not only for the tourism sector, which remains the leading sector in the economy, but also to boost new projects linked to the blue economy, the green economy, the digital economy, agriculture, fisheries, trade, logistics, distribution, and the creative industries. The Central African Economic and Monetary Community, CEMAC, announced that it has secured investment pledges of 9.2 billion euros to finance its 13 regional integration projects, which represent an infrastructure component of the regional economic program focused on four areas, the development of physical infrastructures, the reinforcement of energy production, the promotion of the single market, and economic diversification. In a nutshell, these projects aim to develop regional trade, increase local processing of natural resources, further industrialize economies and strengthen their resilience to future shocks. In Yaoundé, the governments of Cameroon and Chad officially launched the Cameroon-Chad Power Grid Interconnection Project. In addition to this endeavor, which will connect to the Southern Interconnected Network, the second component of the project will enable Cameroon to become an electricity exporter, supplying 100 megawatts to Chad. Described as a decisive turning point for energy integration in Central Africa, this project will enable Cameroon and Chad to inaugurate the common electricity market in the Semak sub-region. The project is financed by the two nations, the World Bank, the Islamic Development Bank and the European Union, and it will cost approximately 900 million euros. 
Also in Cameroon, the International Monetary Fund announced having reached an agreement with the government to extend by one year the three-year economic and financial program currently being implemented. The extension of the program, launched in July 2021 to support Cameroon's economic and financial reforms, would result in additional financing of 145 million US dollars. According to the IMF, the country has in recent months made progress in preserving its economic stability according to the program objectives. Italian energy company Eni is planning to invest 10 billion US dollars in the development of Cote d'Ivoire's offshore Belen field. Discovered in 2021, the Belen oil field is the country's largest crude oil deposit with certified reserves of around 2.5 billion barrels of oil and 3.3 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. Projections point to a significant increase in crude oil production, which is expected to reach 30,000 barrels per day in 2023 and rising to 200,000 barrels per day by 2027. In Mauritania, GreenGo has launched the Megaton Moon Project, a 60 gigawatt solar wind power installation combined with 35 gigawatts of green hydrogen production. The project will be built in several stages, with the first pilot phase expected to be finalized in 2028 and the last phase between 2033 and 2035. The project, financed through a Green Go Energy partnership, will also use more than 10 terawatt-hour of surplus energy to facilitate the development of a large-scale local agricultural industry in the desert and the development of a local supply chain. The Mozambican government has approved a strategy aimed at reducing the country's dependency on fossil fuels, estimating that its implementation will cost 80 billion US dollars by 2050 to obtain funding to develop the economy. The first steps in the energy transition strategy include adding 2,000 megawatts of a hydroelectric capacity by 2030 and the expanding of the transmission network to allow for more renewable energy. Also in Mozambique, a tender for the electrification of off-grid areas will be launched by the end of the year to ensure the harmonious integration of renewable energies into the national electricity system. 71 mini-grids will be installed by private companies in the provinces of Tete, Zambezia and Nampula. According to the IMF's World Economic Outlook report, Mozambique will grow 7% this year in line with the government's latest projections. If the forecasts are confirmed, Mozambique will be the sub-Saharan African country with the highest economic growth this year, more than double the average of the 46 countries in the region. Portugal will invest more than 3.1 billion euros of European funding in the energy and climate transition, according to the Sustainable 2030 Program for Climate Action and Sustainability, which will focus on sustainability and climate transition and adaptation, sustainable urban mobility and rail transport networks and port infrastructures. In the area of sustainability and climate transition, the program will focus on developing intelligent energy systems, networks and storage, with 25 million euros in funding and a further 276 million euros to promote adaptation to climate change and disaster risk prevention. Another dominant focus, sustainable urban mobility, will receive over 1 million euros in funding with investments in urban services in Lisbon, Oporto and Coimbra to extend and modernize transport networks and expand their capacity, leading to an increase in users to almost 40 million per year. 
In the maritime port sector, funding is planned for interventions in 10 maritime ports, allowing for an expected increase of over 32 million tons per year in goods handled. According to the Nation Brands Index 2023, an annual study that measures people's perceptions of 60 countries globally, Portugal has reached number 20 overall. Among the different characteristics analyzed, Portugal stands out as the second country with the friendliest people. This index measures the power and appeal of each country's brand image by examining global perceptions based on six aspects of each nation's identity. Exports, governance, culture, people, tourism and immigration, and investment. Also in accordance with the 17th edition of the Global Peace Index, Portugal was recently ranked as the seventh safest country in the world. Dakar Mobility, a pioneering Senegalese firm, co-owned by Meridium and the Sovereign Strategic Investment Fund of Senegal, has achieved a remarkable milestone by securing 135 million euros in funding. This investment, the first of its kind in sub-Saharan Africa, will be used to establish a 100% electric bus rapid transit system. The financing contributed by Proparco Emerging Africa Infrastructure Fund, the Private Infrastructure Development Group's Technical Assistance and the European Union shows a significant advancement in the region's dedication to eco-friendly urban transportation. The BRT system will cover a total of 18.3 kilometers, will feature 23 stations and have a fleet of 121 electric buses, positioning it as a groundbreaking initiative in sub-Saharan Africa. Timor-Leste and Woodside Energy recently launched a tender for the carrying out of a concept selection study on how to exploit a greater sunrise natural gas and condensate field. This study is expected to generate an independent report that will be then considered by all relevant stakeholders when determining how Greater Sunrise is to be developed. Timor-Leste's position has always been that a pipeline from the fields should lead to its territory in order to provide more benefits to the country and its people. Lastly, during the International Business Forum 2023, which took place in Delhi, under the motto Discovering Blue and Green Opportunities for Sustainable Investment, 10 international companies declared the intention to invest in various sectors in Timor-Leste. This interest was formalized through the signing of memorandums of understanding with the Timorese government, as well as with the Timor-Leste Chamber of Commerce and Industry. hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. 
All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.